Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. Today, I'm chatting with Katie Jones, real estate expert and blogger, and today we're talking about entrepreneurship, finances, and big life changes, all from a faith-based perspective. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, Blake, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm so excited. And I know that I say that at the front of a lot of my episodes, but I really am just so pumped when I get to talk to people like this. But your passion topic is something that is really important to me as well. This idea of really bringing Christ into our workplaces and what that looks like with transition and decisions and all of that kind of stuff. So to get us started, can you tell us a little bit just about yourself and your kind of career change, all that kind of stuff, backstory? Yeah. So I'm Katie, obviously. You said that. I um, live out in Colorado with my husband. We've been married now for almost two years. Um, So still pretty new. We met in college. Um, And at the time, I was working in property management. So I actually got this job in property management my junior year of college and continued working there um, until after graduation and for a little bit after that. And so as I was working there, I saw how people were kind of investing in real estate and um, making a living out of, you know, buying rental properties and uh, renting them out. And and then here I was managing them for people on the back end. And I started thinking, you know, hey, I I think I could do that. And I started thinking this before my husband and I even got married. And I was telling him all these like ideas that I had of, you know, what if we bought like rental properties? Like, how cool would that be? And and he's like, let's slow down a little bit. Like, let's get married and, and then maybe figure it out after that. And um, so he had a little bit of hesitation. But basically, that was like two years or so before we even got married. And I after we got married, I was still so passionate about it. And I was still thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, you've been talking about this for two years and learning about it for two years now. Like we can, we can kind of start looking at this more seriously. So, um, it was only three months after we got married that we bought our first rental property. So I convinced him pretty quickly, but, um, it didn't come, it didn't, it wasn't just like a rash decision. A lot of people think oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh, you bought this rental property right after you got married. And, you know, but I had been planning for this and, and learning about it for so long that I was I was ready. And my husband at that point was like, okay, fine, I'm ready. You know, you've been you've been nagging me about this for like <laughs> three years. But um, yeah, so around that time, it was really interesting. So that was like the fall of 2018. And I was starting to get these thoughts from God or just these ideas and signs from God that my job at this property management firm wasn't really where I was supposed to be. Um, but it was, it was weird that I was getting these like ideas and thoughts about it because my passion obviously was in real estate. And I was like, you know, if I'm, if if I'm working in property management and working with rental properties, isn't this like following that passion to work in real estate. And I was getting these ideas and signs and feelings that 
I just wasn't supposed to be there anymore. And yeah, so it was, it was kind of that weird spot to be. And I didn't really know what to do, honestly. Um, but eventually I, I decided to make the change and go through that transition. Um, but it really, it doesn't stop there because I transitioned soon after that too. (laughs) Yeah. So this is super interesting because I got a DM maybe a couple of weeks ago from someone asking for advice with, I think it was a friend or a sister who was unhappy in their job and felt like God wanted them to leave their job. And my my advice pretty across the board is like, don't be people's Holy Spirit, you know, like let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit because your, your story is the perfect example. Like sometimes God is actually telling you that you're not where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I, I think that what was so that was what was so challenging was that I felt like I was in a field that was, you know, following my gifts and and talents that God had given me. Yet I still felt this uncertainty that, I, you know, I was questioning like, is this really where God is wanting me? And there were a lot of reasons, um, you know, just some problems with the company, um, but also just in general, I, I was kind of having this like thought like, okay, I think there's more for me. Cause I, I just didn't feel like I was totally giving my 100% effort as far as like the abilities that I had that God had given me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't feel like I was using those to the, their fullest, um, in order to bring God the most glory and honor, because ultimately that's, that's what we want to do with our work is it's a vehicle in which we are able to bring glory to God. We're able to, love others, serve others well. And and that's ultimately our our calling in life is to love God and to love others. And so our work is such a great opportunity to be able to do that. And I didn't feel like I was doing that to my fullest. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I I was not at all. I I think that no matter where we're at, even if it's somewhere that we don't love, we can be glorifying God and serving and loving others well. But I just, I, I, kept getting this nudge that there was something more that I could be doing something greater. So, and I think that that's an important distinction, right? So Mm. our generation very much struggles with finding their passion and wanting to be Mm. passionate about their job. And the reality of life is that sometimes you have to have a job to make money, to pay the bills, to be a responsible adult human being. But I think the way that you said that and the way that you expressed that is so important that you felt like there was more for you because you weren't, like, maxing out your mm-hmm. God-given gifts, right? Exactly. So, I don't know, I don't like to assume that people that I'm interviewing follow along with my content, but I talk a ton about hustle culture and hustle mm-hmm. movement and the the dialogue of that conversation is there's more for you mm-hmm. period yep the yep. sentence ends there there is more for you you were made for more there's more money there's more success there's more fame there's more happiness there's more whatever 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 and that's it's like a half truth right yep. so it's not a full-blown lie but it's a half truth because they're missing the other end you know they're missing mm-hmm. the next five words of there's more for you to use your gifts to glorify God. And that is such an important distinction. Yeah, I I love that you brought that up because so 
obviously my my overall passion besides real estate is just how can we implement our faith into our work? And I think it's so important. It's important for everyone, no matter if you're like a professional, like a, a working professional, or if you're a stay-at-home parent, because that's still work. Or if you're a student or whatever you're doing, whatever you're filling your days with, that's your work. Um, and I, I love how you said that. Um, so I read all these books about faith and work and how can we practically do this? And I think what you said was so true. And I've read it in so many books that, our work isn't for us. Our work isn't to, you know, it isn't a means to an end for ourself. So rather it is to glorify God. Again, coming back to that purpose and that calling that we have in life, that it is to glorify God, to serve others. And when we're doing our work just a hundred percent, like we're, we're giving it our all. We're not coming in complaining every day when we're looking for ways to go above and beyond to serve others. That's when we start getting that fulfillment. Mm. That's when you start feeling an even deeper passion and fire mm-hmm. inside of you for whatever you're doing. It's when you feel like you're actually doing what God, like that you're, you're, you're using those gifts and talents that God has given you and being able to bless others well and, just you are ultimately bearing witness mm. to Christ by mm-hmm. serving others and by doing your work so well. Because honestly, if you're that person coming to work every day, even though it's like kind of a crappy job, you're coming to work and you're like, hey guys, like let's just like crank it out today. Like let's do our best. If you just have that positive attitude, people are going to sit there and be like, what's up with her? What's up mm. with him? Like, why are they so positive? Why, you know, we, we don't work in a great place. Our boss is not the greatest. You know, we have like terrible customers who are always yelling at us. Why are they so positive? And, and that'll open up doors for people to ask you why. And mm. ultimately you, that, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but you know, just leading into those topics of like, okay, well, it, honestly, it's from Christ, you know, right. I get my hope from Christ and, and that's why I'm here to serve every single day. So exactly. But but like you said, a lot of people want that fulfillment. And I think that God gives us the pleasure 100%. and the fulfillment from our work. But it's once we focus on him first and look to serve others that we start to feel that joy and fulfillment and like we're doing something useful. Yes. Um, well, and scripture is so, super clear yeah. about that. I mean, Colossians. Definitely. Work unto the Lord and not unto men. I mean, God, and, and, you know, that's when you have to believe that God's word was written for us, for our good, that it's not a list of, you know, demands. It's not a list of mean directions. It's, they're all spirit breathed for our good. And he wants us to work unto God and not unto man, because he knows that working unto man sucks. Even if you have a great boss, that great boss is still human. Mm-hmm. And is still going to have bad days or make bad choices or whatever. But if you are working unto God, it you're unshakable in that sense. And then you, exactly what you're saying, you are capable of extending Christ to other people just by being different. Like, just by being yeah. different from the people around you, that creates conversations. That And it also, like, it makes you trustworthy. It makes you somebody that yeah. people want to talk to and people want to open up to. And you're, like you said, it's just this, it's a domino ripple effect. Okay, I have some super exciting news. So this is not your typical ad, so don't skip over it. Like, don't be rude. Don't skip over it. This is really exciting. 
Uh, you have more than once heard from my best friend, Jeanette Tapley, on the podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen her there all the time. We are so pumped to tell you something really exciting. And I have a special guest that's going to tell you about it. We're starting a podcast together. Yay! <laughs> Yay! The Room at the Table podcast is going to launch June 15th. And it is going to be a space for us to remind you what community over competition really looks like, uh, that we are going to share tangible and personal stories from behind the scenes of running businesses and podcasts and ministries and just of our friendship that technically should be a competition. Uh, So we're super excited. It's going to be really good. You can go ahead and subscribe to Room at the Table podcast and the first episode will drop on the 15th. Yeah, come on and hang out with us because there's always room at the table for you. You were in property management. You've you've kind of hinted that you've moved. You've mm-hmm. made a couple of shifts. But within those shifts, what are some ways that you have put that into practice wanting to kind of extend Christ to people in your work? Yeah, definitely. So... You know, when I when I was working in property management, we kind of like my example, I you know, we had a lot of people that we dealt with, clients and customers and things like that that were not the nicest people. Mm-hmm. Um, property <laughs> management a is rough a rough industry. Yes, it is a high stress level industry. You know, I mean, on both ends. So if you're the landlord, if you own the property, you know, whether it's your, it was a primary home of yours before, or it's just an investment, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it because, you know, you're looking for that as a source of income now, but you're depending on a property manager to, you know, kind of provide that service to get you that income. And then the tenants, on the other hand, it's very high stress level and emotional for them because it's a property for their family. You know, it's obviously not their end all be all home because, you know, they're not owning it or anything, but there's just a lot of tension on both ends. And then the property manager in the middle is Mm -hmm. getting it from both sides Mm -hmm. and you have to relay it to, to both people. And, um, it was tough. And I worked with a lot of, you know, non-Christians who really just let it overtake them and, um, you know, always continuing to talk negatively and, and, and it, it affected me a lot at certain times. And I definitely gave into it. It was not easy. But, um, you know, luckily, I had a lot of really great um, friends and relatives and, and my boyfriend at the time, now husband, um, who, you know, were all continuing to encourage me to stay positive and to, to continue to push forward. And um, really, practically, it, when I was trying to love others like Christ would, it was just kind of like, how can I honestly, it was just like, how can I respond to this person and not just blow up? Because I've, <laughs> I've heard conversations from other property managers in the office who just would get at the other person because they couldn't handle it. And they couldn't handle the yelling and the screaming and the stress. And I'm not saying that there were times that there were definitely times for myself where I, I just had to hang up a phone or something mm-hmm. like that. And honestly, it's better to hang up the phone instead of start screaming back at someone. So yep. But it, it took a lot of prayer. I mean, mm. honestly, no matter what job you're in, you have to just cover your work in prayer because there's no way you can get through 
anything in life really um, mm. without prayer and without God on your side. Um, so, you know, I'd continue to pray. I, I prayed for the conversations that I'd have, you know, if I had to tell someone that, you know, something bad happened to their property or whatever, or a tenant just moved out. Here's a great example. A tenant just moved out and your property's trashed, you know, like mm. that's a terrible conversation to have because that person is now going to be like, how are you going to fix it for me? So I would pray before those conversations and just ask God to first off, just give me peace and quietness in my heart. So that way, you know, if they start getting angry that I wouldn't get angry back at them and, and just have the right words to express these things properly without maybe even diffusing the bomb before it even goes off, you know, like, Hey, yeah. this is, this is what's happened, but this is what we're going to do. And, um, but I, I had to pray over those conversations all the time, um, in order to, to have them, honestly. Um, and as I, you know, changed jobs, it was a lot of prayer over the interviews and how I could be, how I could clearly show who I was and, and, you know, ultimately bring it back to Christ without being like, Hey, I'm a Christian and stuff. But (laughs) Um, there it is. That's the hard part. (laughs) It's not necessary though. At times, you know, it, it comes out, but, um, but showing your true self and and your faith and and being honorable, um, to who you are and to who God has made you. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, just going back to prayer all the time for Mm -hmm. everything. So yeah, that's, that's ultimately how I would bring Christ into, my property management stuff. And and as I moved forward from there. Well, and I think that that's, I mean, that's the ultimate answer is that you're inviting God into these things that he wants to be a part of. He wants to, (laughs) he wants to come alongside you. He wants to shoulder that burden. He wants to help provide you with the peace and the patience and the not popping off. And yeah, you know, we get so wrapped up in the hustle and the bustle and the moving fast and the getting things done that we forget to slow down and do that. I think that that's really great and really tangible advice. So while we're, while we're on the advice train, what is your best advice for someone who is feeling the like nudge to make a change, but they're held back by fear or doubt or, confusion or or any of those things. Yeah. So I, when I was going through a lot of my job transitions, I talked to so many people, you know, obviously I was talking with my husband the whole way through because the decision affected him just as much as it affected me. Um, so I was, you know, talking with him about, you know, what's this going to look like for our finances as, and as well as like, our daily schedules, you know, if I change a job, it's going to look different. Um, But talking to mentors, you know, my family, my parents, you know, they've obviously, you know, people who are older than me and have had more life experience, you know, can speak into those areas of life where, you know, they went through their own transitions and things like that. And, um, you know, I talked with my mom a lot when I was uh, possibly about to take my fourth job transition within like a year. Mm. <laughs> and she was, and I was like, this sounds crazy. Like, I, I don't know why God is kind of calling me to change so many times. Um, and you know, I, I felt like, you know, actually I, it came back to, I didn't want to have that on my resume, you know, yeah. like, 
I we all that. Like, live for our resumes sometimes, <laughs> which we don't need to. But, you know, I kept thinking like, oh, my gosh, if I have this like this fourth job transition within one year, it's going to look so terrible and, and look really bad. And um, and my mom simply said, I basically did that. And mm. here I am. And, and she's very successful in her job. She's now retired. But, you know, she was she just kind of casually said like yeah I did that and I was fine and it's like oh okay like our resume is not everything and mm. um you know th- through college and everything you know everyone's talking about your resume your resume you have to do all this stuff for your resume and ultimately you don't <laughs> but, right <laughs> and it was it was such good advice and and you know it was just like like take a breather it's fine like if you're gonna take if you're gonna do another job transition like just make sure it's the right thing like it's the right thing for your career and the right thing like that god wants you to be doing um ultimately i actually didn't end up taking that fourth job transition um because it just god made that very clear to me um but yeah just the advice of others especially those who have gone through similar transitions um or and especially if someone has done that recently if you have a friend who just recently changed jobs you know talking with them and being like how did you come to this decision like what was that you know deciding thing and sometimes there there isn't a like a deciding like this is why I did it but it could just be for me a lot of times it was just this feeling this continuous feeling and that's a lot of times how God speaks to me is if I have the same feeling for months on end, and for me, one time it was like a whole year on end where I was like, okay, I can't stop thinking about this. God is clearly trying to point me in a specific direction. I think I need to follow this. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, it's also not having the fear to make a mistake, you know, like, so I had a job transition, you know, back in 2018, Um, I left my property management job and went to another one and I was only there for, I think it was nine months total or something. And then I left and it was okay. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the right place for me and that's okay to make. And I honestly, I don't think it was a mistake necessarily because I think that there were a lot of things that God taught me through that time. But my point is that even if you leave your job and go to a place that you realize you're not actually supposed to be at, just move forward from there. And mm-hmm. really it's, it's not, it's not as big of a deal as, you know, sometimes we make it out to be. As like um, corporate America has made it out to be. Yes, exactly. And yeah. so, and I think it's, it's something that ex- that corporate America, like you said, has kind of pumped into our brains to think like, you know, you have to stay at this place for so long and you have to, you know, do all this stuff in order for your resume again mm. to look perfect and pristine for the next place. But in reality, you know, if you have the qualities and skills and, and if God wants you to be in a specific place, even if you, your resume doesn't look perfect, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if a job transition, if you're job transition life, if you have been like me and had multiple job transitions within a year or something, um, and that's going to stop you from getting another job in the future, then that's just God's way of saying that that wasn't for you, that job, whatever it was that turned you down because of it, there's something better than that out there. And so I think there's, there's something to that, just like, not having the fear of messing up, you know, just I love taking that. a risk. I love and that. Yeah. 
a step of faith to know that even if even if it might be a mistake, God will eventually correct your path. So, mm-hmm. well, and I think there's such a dichotomy there of, or and it really it circles back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation. Have you had multiple job transitions because you're hustling because? This job didn't make enough money. This job didn't have enough exposure. You weren't, quote, unquote, happy enough at this job. Or have you had, like, or is this the path that God has you on? Those are two Mm -hmm. totally different experiences. Mm -hmm. And maybe from the outside looking in, they would look the same. And that's Mm -hmm. where you kind of have to not, like you said, like, not be afraid to make a mistake. Not be afraid to mess up your resume. Because... We have to believe that you know God is more powerful than a piece of paper that we printed out that has all of our qualifications listed on it. So he's Amen. He's got you. I promise he's stronger than your resume. Um so to close out, we do rapid fire questions. Mm -hmm. It's just three of them. Um the first one is what's your Enneagram type? You know, so this is funny because You'd think that me being in the Christian world, I'd be like, hey, this is my Enneagram. So I, my husband and I have never actually done the Enneagram. Shocker, right? Yeah. So No, that's fine. We, we've looked him up. And honestly, at this point in time, I cannot remember exactly what type I am. Yeah. Um, but it's a good reminder that we do need to take it because I feel like so many people talk about it all the time. And I'm like, always sitting here like, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I just love it because it's, it's an impactful tool, but oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Like the Enneagram finds you when it's time. So yes, no, honestly, I will tell you that the stuff that I have learned about it I do find it a very powerful tool. And that is why I keep telling my husband and he tells me too. It's not like it's just me. Like we have to do this. We're both like, we should probably do this, you yeah. know? Yeah. So we will get on it and I will message you and tell you later. Perfect. The second question is how do you take your coffee? Great question. So I love coffee. Um, I love making it myself and I usually just put a splash of half and half. I'm very simple like that. Occasionally I will drink it just black, but yeah. that's on rare occasions. That's awesome. And the last one is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Mm, uh, I think it changes probably every day. My husband and I are obsessed with Marvel and DC. <gasps> we are too. And we're we're actually during quarantine right now, we've been going through all the Marvel in chronological order. Oh, uh, we and... did that last year. Oh, oh. so good. So good. So, and then it changes, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, this person's the best. This person's the best. But Thor is always my favorite. Mm. But I think ultimately I, I, whatever, in whatever form it comes in, I would love to be able to fly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's always like a good answer. And Um, Thor kind of flies with his hand. Yeah, he does. But but then he has like all these other powers. All these other cool things. Let me just tell you, watching them in chronological order. Changes everything. It was an experience. Yeah. It's an experience. I love that. So to close out, tell everybody where they can find and follow you on the internet. Yes. So um, I am most active on Instagram. I I will say hi to almost every single person that follows me. So if someone follows me, you will most likely get a message from me just saying, hey, and trying to get to know you because I think that's the best way to build community these days is just reaching out and actually Mm -hmm. being social on social media. So would love people to follow me there and connect. 
Um, but ultimately, I'm, I'm on my website, agapeinvests.com, which I'm sure that you will have a link to somewhere. Yep. Um, and yeah, would love That's to awesome. chat with people. Yeah, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and your wisdom. Yeah. I can't wait for people to listen to this. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it's been awesome talking with you. I love finding other people who are just as passionate about, about their faith and their work as you are. Thanks, Blake. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.